Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello everybody and welcome back to the P1 podcast. With Matt and Tommy, we are here. Formula 1 is officially back. We have cars on track. Lots to talk about. Tom Bellingham. It was an early start this morning, 7am. The cars were rolling out and it was a joyful occasion to see those beautiful machines back in our lives. It was. uh, Yeah, getting up very early our time, but very cool to see the first cars get out on track. And um, it's like F1 has never been away, particularly seeing uh, a certain someone Mars ahead at the top. Why'd you have to bring that up already? Well, because I mean, all I the was... questions are about it. <laughs> so good ah, luck. <laughs> okay, let's address the elephant in the room. Max Verstappen. Uh, the main majority, as you say, uh, of the questions are around him. So let's let's just, let's not even, you know, mess around with this. At Kulo Kala. Is it over? Yes. Uh, So I think what we can (laughs) say here is that 2024 is in the mud. Um, Okay. Testing times do matter now and it's over. Well, look, testing times don't matter when things are quite close and you've (laughs) got the rogue Haas up there. Yeah, if if Haas were fastest, testing times don't matter. But if Max is fastest, suddenly they're accurate. Yes, uh, but I do think that there is a slight bit of an ominous display there from Max Verstappen, um, not just because of the lap time, but also the the amount of laps he managed to do as well. I said at the end of the Twitch stream, it's, it was pretty much a dream first day for Red Bull in 2024, if we're being completely honest with you. They look incredibly quick. Max was at the top for almost the entirety of today, and... He managed to do a lot of laps as well. Mileage, that's what we spoke about in our Wheel Knowledge YouTube video, if you haven't gone and watched that, which talks about what it actually matters in Formula 1 testing. One of the key things is mileage. And they've they've just had a dream first day. Uh, they did, although, uh, bizarrely, the first kind of two laps, maybe, uh, I know it wasn't much, but at the time, it looked a bit of a handful. Max was running wide in a lot of corners. And, of course... The, the big story is the fact that Red Bull, having dominated last year and no regulation change, you think, oh, just bring the same car with a few upgrades. And they've bought a completely different philosophy. Um, I do wonder if, like, Adrian Newey is the biggest troll ever if he essentially is basically doing last year's Mercedes concept that they abandoned because uh, there's talks that they might even go down the zero uh, side pods in a few races time as well and they've already got the the big shoulders that the Mercedes had last year and the fact that Mercedes abandoned that concept and rather than Red Bull just like resting and going yeah I think it would still be pretty quick they're like no I'm gonna I'm gonna make that right it's a challenge to me and make it really good and uh it's looking very good. It looks a very, very 
good car. <laughs> now, I saw actually that Red Bull pretty much, there was a chat, I can't remember who it was, but there was chat about that Red Bull could have just upgraded last year's car and they would have been at the front. Yeah. But instead, they wanted to change the philosophy so that they can dominate as opposed to just being at the front. Um, so that's great. Thank you so much, Red Bull and Adrian Newey, for continuously showing how unbelievable you are at building a Formula One car. Um, but to answer your question, it's not over. It's not. Like, we, we will reflect on this and go, do you remember on day one of testing when we said it was over? And then Charles Leclerc wins it and wraps up the championship in Austin. You know, there, there's you know, there's lots of things that we'll have to reflect on between between the, the, those two kind of periods of time. Uh, next question is Venomous Sneak. When will the torture of Max dominating end? Now, it's funny that you said about, you know, th those first few laps, maybe the first even half an hour to an hour, the Red Bull looked a little bit unsettled, to put it lightly. You know, he was going wide, making mistakes. I think there was actually an agreement where Formula One basically said, you know, look, Max, could you just sandbag and uh, in testing? And then Max goes, yeah, all right, fine. The problem is they didn't actually specify how long they would sandbag for. Max okay. did it for an hour. F1 thought it would be for three days. So that's what happened. He then switched it on, took out the 500 kilograms of fuel, and then Bob's your uncle, Max Verstappen, straight out there um, flying around. So uh, the thing with Max is that he is an unbelievable driver. We've said this many times last year. It's not just the car. We'll see what Perez is able to do tomorrow. That'll be interesting to see if he also sits at the top of the timesheet for the whole of day two. If he does, tennis is a very appealing sport, and we might well have to pivot to it. Uh, speak for yourself. Um, yeah, the this is the thing. Like uh, with Max dominating, the funny thing is about it, and I'm not saying it's a good thing, de definitely not. But this is only the second year we're going into where like it looks like Max is you know gonna gonna dominate, and it is crazy that I think we've said this so many times that you know. 2021 ruined our sort of <laughs> perception of what a Formula One season is. But if you take almost from 2013 onwards, you know, we've not really had title fights, Mercedes dominated, Red Bull dominated. Um, and we are only in a kind of if if Red Bull do dominate, this would only be like the second year of Red Bull domination, like fully. Um, not saying it's a good thing because, of course, like we want people to get close, but it's going to be extremely hard because there isn't a major regulation change. And yeah, the, we, we saw the teams catching up at the end of, of last year and Max wasn't winning by huge margins. But the problem is, we spoke about this on stream, that... Some people did, you know, get pole positions or have a little battle with him in the race. But the problem is Max always came out on top. Um, and even if, like, there were some races where he won by 40 seconds, but others, uh, you know, he only won by, like, two or three seconds. And it's just kind of, he just, he is that kind of driver that doesn't have a day off, like like we say. But it's going to be tough for the, for the other teams. But I wouldn't, don't, don't write the season off completely i know like we're bantering about it but but you know there's there's so many to sort of put the jokes aside for a second like, there are so many interesting stories in formula one we, we had this discussion about drive to survive and i think someone on our twitch was like well 
what Drive to Survive going to talk about? Because, you know, Max won every, every race, but like Drive to Survive was really good when it first came out and Hamilton was, you know, wrapping the title up with five races to go. They didn't even cover it. It's the other stories. There's like so many stories up and down the grid that like is exciting about Formula One. So like don't just kind of write off Formula One completely as a sport just because the same person is winning. I know it is annoying and it like it's frustrating because we all want to see a close title fight and close racing. But, you know, there there's a lot to look forward to this year. Certainly is P1 content being one of many things to look forward to. <laughs> of course, uh, exactly. We'll be there no matter what, even if it will. Look even like if we're moaning on Twitter about it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, moving away from Red Bull now. Question from F1 Pharrell: What do you think about Mercedes' time today? I assume you mean just their general time in terms of how fun, how much fun te- <laughs> day one was, rather than their actual time, because we're not going to go into that. Because F1 testing times don't match. We only analyse that by one point one seconds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, but I think Mercedes, more than anyone, they're a team that just do not care in the slightest. Whether it's even in practice, where they are uh, in 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 regard to other drivers or teams or trying to set any sort of glory runs or anything, they're just doing their own thing. Russell did 120 laps today compared to Max Verstappen's 141. Um, yeah, there's not much to extract from it. I don't, you know, obviously Mercedes didn't make any sort of headlines today. There wasn't any points where Russell was was really up there. Uh, of course, Hamilton didn't run today either. George did a full a full day's um, test, but yeah, uh, it's again, if you're a Mercedes fan, chill. It's all good. It might not be good to challenge Max Verstappen, <laughs> but everyone else is in touching distance. <laughs> yeah, that it looks crazy close. You can't just look at that time and go, oh well. He's Russell is 2.7 seconds off max and you know even like a second and a half behind a v-carb like it's not it's not going to happen uh I don't think Mercedes had the best day by the by the look of it uh looked like there was a few teething problems getting out the garage but this is testing like it's so hard to judge like it's really hard to judge we we, we mentioned you know there's there's been times where like we hype up teams massively and it can be completely wrong or Mercedes themselves. You look at 2021 is a great example where they were on the back foot. They were struggling in testing. They weren't doing as many laps as they wanted. And then Hamilton went and won the first race. So um, they're not completely in the mud just because George Russell is, is 12th on the timing seats sheets. Seats. The timing seats. That's a new <laughs> one. Like, what? The timing se- I mean, they could be little seats. Wow. Um, but yes, I, I think as well, we were speaking in the morning, you know, George, because obviously we were live on Twitch. We'll also be live uh, tomorrow and for the final day of testing uh, on Friday on Twitch if you want to come uh, watch along with us. Uh, but I think we were saying in the morning, oh, Mercedes haven't been out for, you know, an hour, hour and a half, whatever it might have been. You know, they weren't putting many laps in. Oh, that's not very good for Mercedes. And they end up clocking 120 laps. Like as and Unless it's a complete terminal issue that a team has, you know, wipes out a whole morning or a whole afternoon, then they can recover quite a bit of the of the laps uh, lost from from changing. Because it's not just having problems; it might be that they need to completely rejig the car and check and put a different upgrade on, or try this out, or try a different setup up. So you do see quite a lot of the time drivers in the pits and and, and changing things. So it's not it's not the absolute end of the world. 
Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is sponsored by Tennis Channel Plus. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May the 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, the French Open promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Williams didn't exactly have the uh, the greatest no. day. And we'll actually get into the next question. At Dejv Musil, how much would it matter that Williams couldn't finish the first day of testing? I mean, they were probably the one standout team that you go, no, nah, they're going to look back on day one and think, I wish we had a bit more mileage. 61 laps in total between Sargent and Albon. Albon, I think, 20, 30 minutes left to go in, in the morning session and had a fuel pump issue. Sargent looked... I mean, James Vowles said in an interview that he was feeling confident and this, that and the other and hyping up Logan Sargent. And then Logan was one of the only drivers to actually make a really large error into turn 10, uh, losing the car and obviously very fortunate that there isn't a barrier to greet him at, at that corner. Um, but yeah, not the best start for Williams, it has to be said, uh, but they can recover it. There's still a couple more days to go. If they have another day two with 60 laps and day three with 60 laps, then then you're looking at potentially uh, them starting on the back foot when we get to round one. Yeah, reliability is such a such a key thing at this stage that they're wanting to learn as much as possible about the car. So to yeah, for, for Albon to not get as much running as he wanted and then have to you know, sit sit in the garage because of, of an issue takes away so much uh, potential data for them. Uh, and then, yeah, Logan, very fortunate, actually, like you say, that uh, we're not maybe testing at Barcelona or something because he's straight in a gravel trap or, or a wall there. But um, lucky for him, he could, like, uh, recover it. And that is another thing what, what's made maybe the Bahrain test feel more like a test and there's not not as much kind of chaos as maybe a couple of years ago in Barcelona because it is that track where like even when people break down there's no red flags or or too much drama really because um there's it's quite a you know open track with lots of runoff so people can push the limits like we've seen so many so many lockups so many drivers running wide whereas I guess at 
something like Barcelona, yeah, you do that and you're risking going in the gravel. Um, whereas you know at Bahrain that you can just be like, well, I will fly into this corner a bit a bit quicker and see how it goes and then there's no consequence. Exactly. It's a confidence builder is Bahrain. Um, so it's it's one that you can really push the push the limits of the car. And it, I guess you could argue for Formula One teams, it's a great a great venue for them to test those limits. Uh, next question, Lucas Miro. Are we mentally prepared for a one, two, three, four by Red Bull and V-Carb? Ricardo looked comfortable in the V-Carb or the RB. For some reason, it, they are literally seemingly sticking with RB no. as their name, which is ridiculous. I kind of have come round to the silly name of V-Carb, but I know that that in itself is a stupid name, but calling them RB, which doesn't it's actually an mean anything. abbreviation of Red Bull and the chassis uh, name what? of Red Bull Racing. Like, no. <laughs> Oh, we are an independent team, I promise. Or otherwise known as RB. It, it, especially if they are as quick as we <laughs> seemingly think they might be, then it will look even worse for them. Um, so Ricardo, I guess on a good note, did look pretty strong. He finished uh, only 50 laps, to be fair, which isn't the most uh, the most we've seen uh, for one session. Sonoda did 64. Um, but yeah, a nice little lap for, for Danny Rick. P4, again, with th- he's he's about three seconds off what, uh, the pole time was uh, last year uh, for for Bahrain. So again, you take that with a pinch of salt. Uh, but it did look it looked all right. The, the livery, I've gone back on, uh, <laughs> and I I want to downgrade my my rating by one or two points because uh, yeah, it doesn't look as good uh, than the renders looked all right. Um, but yes, uh, but but in terms of the actual day itself, seemed seemed pretty good for for, for both of them. It did. I think Daniel Ricciardo being up in fourth will. Um create a bit of drama among your kind of Zach Browns and, and things that aren't very happy with how uh, VCARB have sort of like approached Formula One and uh, the fact that they're now uh, sharing some of their parts in a factory with, with Red Bull and working a bit closer with them. But, you know, they're, they're adamant and so far, you know, according to like the FIA, it's all all good. Um they aren't breaking any rules, but uh, it's always the case where if uh, Cash App, Visa Cash App RB were 19th and 20th, no one would care, a bit like Haas with their Ferrari uh, ties. Um, but they start battling your McLarens, your Ferraris. Uh, there's going to be a lot of a lot of complaints about them. So that is, like I say, you know, before when men- mentioning about like, oh, you know, Max may well dominate the season, but like there's so many interesting stories throughout the season. I think that that one is going to be very dramatic and could get a bit spicy. Now, before we dive into the next question, we need to just quickly shout out the P1 Live show, which is coming to Cambridge, Bath and London on the 11th, 12th and 14th of April. There'll be a link in the description uh, or on social media, link trees, that sort of stuff. If you want to go get your tickets, uh, we got going to Cambridge, Bath and London. As I say, it's going to be an awesome event. We'd love to see you there. Um, they are selling, so don't miss out. As you've seen with the other ones, they do sell out and then people are like, oh, I wish I got a ticket. So if you do want to come to the P1 Live show, we've got lots to reflect on from uh, the off season. And of course, we'll be a few races into uh, the 2024 season as well. So we'd love to have you there. It's lots of fun. It's not just a podcast. It's a proper show. So yeah, thank you so much and uh, we look forward to potentially seeing you there. Next question is from Kieran Daly. Which liveries look better or worse on track? 
Now, I've mentioned that uh, the V-carb looks worse. Um, are there any others that stand out for me? Ferrari still look great. McLaren, I, I haven't really changed my mind on. I don't think it's a 10 out of 10, but, you know, I mean, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. Um, I, actually, no, I will say that the stake car looks better than what... So I went from being like, oh, that's amazing, to, oh, it looks a bit my team Formula One default livery on the game, to now back to, God, that is a vibrant colour. So I was quite pleasantly surprised by just how bright it it was. So I would say that. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually surprised that the stake did look that vibrant on track because we've seen a lot of things before. I think Aston Martin are guilty of this, and I think they still are, where like you can have a nice fancy car launch and make the renders how you want, and you can boost the saturation up and make it look, uh, you know, like Aston Martin did that time, and then it gets to the track and it just looks like carbon or black. Like you can't really, it doesn't really show up. Um, and I did wonder that that you know if uh, stake kicks or whatever we're calling them, um, might not pop on track. But my goodness me, the moment it it came out on track, it was like whoa, um, that is bright. Um, but it's very cool to see. Like again, like it's super garish, but I like the fact that it it is a bit different and stands out on the grid. Um, I will. I, I stick by that. I think McLaren's the best livery by a long way. Um, I a long abs- way. Yeah, I absolutely love Yo, it. Honestly, chill. I really really like it. Um, and That's crazy disrespect to <laughs> teams like Ferrari and Mercedes. And um, what else? Uh, the the V carb. Yeah. Uh, I dislike it even more than I did when we did our livery ratings. Like that white sort of sash over the whole thing uh, is so jarring. Um, it just makes it, it ruins the whole thing and makes it look really busy and a bit, uh, bit meh, as Frank agrees. And Frank also agrees. Um, I'm sure that VCAR won't care if they're finishing third and fourth. Uh, so <laughs> Absolutely we'll see not. If, uh, <laughs> it could be anything. See, see if that actually comes comes to fruition. Uh, and finally, uh, Monkey Man 16 comes in with, should teams just focus on 2025 at this point? Now, what I will say for this, Max Verstappen, I know for a fact, listens to every syllable that we ever put out on P1. Um, may I, and we've been asked, we've been asked about this term a lot. May I introduce you to sandbagging, Max Verstappen? Just, just out of interest. Just, <laughs> just pretend look, like Mercedes gonna, used to. If you're gonna <laughs> deliver, yeah, exactly. If you're gonna deliver a perfect season, at least make us think you're not going to until the first round of the season. Do you know what I mean? At least give it till next week. You could have waited till day two of F1 testing, but no. It was day one, and it was like, oh, okay then, for every F1 fan around the world that is not a Max Verstappen fan. So um, in all seriousness, no, team should not focus on 2025, because if anything, that's a more pointless season than 2024. At least with 24, you've got another year after that into 25, where potentially you can develop the car a little bit more. When you get to 25, teams are going to go, well, if we haven't done a great car in the off-season now, there's no point us trying to really upgrade this because we've got a brand new set of regulations coming in for 2026. So I would say, no, they definitely should be focusing on this year uh, to try and make their car as, as good as possible. And and that goes to mainly Haas. <laughs> yeah, we've not spoken about Haas. Uh, they did. You can't take much from they times. They won the test for mileage, didn't they? They did. You can't take much from times. 47 laps. Come on. And I don't think they will be 4.3 seconds off the pace, but it didn't look great, did it? Um, it the car just 
it just looks so meh and uninspiring. As um, Frank also thinks Frank, that that's the case. Yeah, uh, but no, they shouldn't. They shouldn't just sack off uh, the season already. There's there's still a lot to gain um, because essentially, you know, you're having two more years of this. So um, if anything, like you say, they're going to want to focus on 2026. Exactly. And that is pretty much that for day one of Formula One testing. Don't worry, we've got two more coming. We've got lots more content coming your way. The wrap-ups and everything else. We are ready for another Formula One season. Can't wait for the excitement of those five lights coming on to maybe, just maybe, have Charles Leclerc win. But, you know, there's still unknowns to be answered. Uh, I know day one hasn't been the best. And Max needs to think about people making content about Formula One because... He's honestly I'm sure a lot he of livelihoods he loves at podcasts. risk he loves right now. Kind of thing, right? <laughs> yeah. He's like, if I can win and also get rid of podcasts in one go, I will. So there we go. Uh, Tommy, what are your final thoughts? Final thoughts are, yeah, don't... Keep watching F1. <laughs> keep watching F1 and don't focus on like positives and don't be so like... I, I know it is frustrating, but like, because we all want close competition, but we'll be there no matter what. And and there's a lot to look forward to, um, and yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to more. Well, more testing, but I'm I'm really excited for next week. And actually, like that is when it properly, you know, kicks off. And and even even if Max has finished the first three tests, uh, well, you literally can't. There, there, there's a final thought. Max cannot be fastest tomorrow. There, there you go. I'll leave you with that. <laughs> spoken like a true max fan that outro so love that uh, thank you everybody see you on twitch tomorrow morning if you want to come and join uh, and watch along with us and uh, we'll see you very soon lots of love bye bye make sure you follow us on all of our socials we're matt p1 tommy on twitter tiktok twitch and instagram you can also sign up to our patreon at the link in the episode notes for ad free episodes full video interviews and extra bonus episodes for as little as five dollars a month Finally, make sure you're following us on Spotify. See you soon. P1 is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.